What's up, everyone? You are listening to another episode of my podcast, What Now? If you're new here, my name is Dylan, and basically what we do is answer the question, what now? And all of this is regarding to faith. Whether you're new to faith or you've been here for a while, we just want to talk about how to pursue a relationship with God. Now, in the previous episodes, we've talked about how to pursue a relationship with God through the Bible and through prayer and even through high school. But given the current situation and the previous format that I had with interviews, it's going to change a little bit. But what I feel like God's really been teaching me in this moment is how to pursue a relationship with God through quarantine. Because I truly believe God has something to teach for each and every one of us. Whether it's a small thing or a big thing, I believe that this time during quarantine is supposed to be able to bring us closer to Him. Now, I'm going to share my personal story and what I've been learning in the past four weeks, but that doesn't mean that your story is going to be exactly the same. But I feel like God has shown me some really interesting things, and I want you to be able to hear them as well. So let's get into it. All right, so what have I learned through this time of quarantine? Well, I've certainly learned a lot. And to be honest, it was really hard to film this part of the podcast. Because for me, it's really hard to explain what goes on inside my head. Like, really hard. Because for, for me, I'm an overthinker, like I've talked about several, several times. But when it comes to the feelings that I had and the things that I've experienced, it's just so hard to put into words. So I'm going to try my best. And if it gets confusing, just listen to the big picture of what I'm talking about. Because that's what I feel like is the most important. And so to begin, for me, I was facing a huge mental battle. A huge mental battle. Because even though physical things were going around, every single physical thing that affected me... I just put inside my body and just shelved it away. Or I looked at it and I tried to come up with the best solution for my head and just left left it to be. I didn't try to talk about it or I didn't try to figure out a solution or give it to God. I just let it be in my head. And for me, this created patterns for myself. And I didn't notice I was doing this until I reflected back on when I went to high school. And now, of course, I'm talking about the building and not actual high school because I'm still in high school, obviously. But in high school, I always had these feelings that God was leading me to do something. And I bet you've had these feelings, too, where you have this thought of doing something good, something that won't harm you or anyone else, but it'll actually make you a little uncomfortable and grow yourself. Like those are thoughts from God. I've learned that. I knew that those are thoughts from God. But for me, I let fears and lies stop me from completing what God put in my life to do. And this felt like kind of like the contraption. Have you heard of a bungee cord, bouncy house thing? If you don't know what I'm talking about, look it up because it'll make a lot more sense. But for me, I felt like I was strapping myself to a bungee cord and running towards what God wanted. But then when I had fear, when I had doubts, and when I had worries, I got pulled back. And this deteriorated me because I thought God was disappointed in me. And I know it was just disappointed in myself, and I was, thought God was just like, you have such potential, but you're not using it. Like, why, why, why could you be doing this? Like, why aren't you not doing what I called you to do? And this hurt. This hurt me so much because I felt like I wasn't reaching my full potential. And I wasn't doing what God, God called me to do. And so this caused me to keep running 
but I just had such a strong fear that was holding on to me that it kept pulling me back. And I kept building these anxious thoughts every time I kept running towards something and kept getting pulled back. And But I never talked about it to anyone. I just shoved it in my head or I had the appearance that I was looking fine, even though deep inside I knew I wanted someone to know. I wanted someone to look at me and ask, like, hey, how are you actually doing? But even though, like, I knew inside of me, like, if someone asked me that question, I would say I'm fine. I would say I'm good. Because I don't want to set anyone off from their day. I don't want anyone to feel bad or make me th- or think about me in a weird way. But in actuality, God wants us to step out. But I was so afraid that I kept myself attached to the system. And it kept bottling things up for me and just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And so when this social situation went away, when high school went away, I was just left with these anxious thoughts overflowing inside of me that things began to explode and I didn't know how to deal with them. Because normally I would decompress my feelings through being in social situations. Even though I don't necessarily talk that much, just being around people helped me decompress my feelings or at least helped me numb my feelings in a way, which was not good. It wasn't good. I couldn't use that as an excuse to not talk about my feelings. So I didn't know what to do. It got to a point where I just couldn't stay in the house anymore and I just needed to get out because I've already been there in like for like a week and a half and I just needed to get out. And so I got in my car. I think I was like dropping my sister off to somewhere or something. And I just went to my like pool parking lot. And I just kind of sat there. Have you ever had those any of those weird thoughts sometimes? Like you just do random things like just go on walks just to think like I feel like that was just one of those things. Like I don't know why I did it, but I feel like God called me to do that. And maybe God called you to take that walk or whatever. But for me... I just had a real silent moment to myself. And I didn't know what to do. Because I didn't go to God with the feelings. I felt like these anxious thoughts in my head, I was thinking of, where are you, God? Why are you letting this happen to me? But at the same time, I can't bring it to you because you're so disappointed in me. I forgot that he loved me. And I let this anxious cloud build up in my head and just cloud me with all these thoughts. And I felt like I couldn't escape. And I know I've said that so many times, but I just felt like I couldn't escape. I was attached to this fear because I just didn't know what else to do. I remember this podcast my friend recommended me. It was like Fight, Hustle, and Hurry or something like that. And I listened to like the first two episodes and something in there really stood out to me. It's the big point of God wants us, wanted me to slow down and cut the cord. I set myself on. And for me, in that podcast, what it was explaining to me is that in this culture, we tend to build patterns for ourselves and we just get clouded with busyness. We get clouded with the social surroundings around us that we let it numb ourselves or we let it just pull us through the cycle of life. And instead of taking that time to reflect and realizing what's going on actually inside of us and listen to what actually got what actually God wants us to do. Because yes, God has called us to do things, but that doesn't mean if you don't do them, you're a horrible person. It doesn't, because God even says, don't conform to the patterns of this world that you set for yourself, but be renewed or be transformed by the renewal of your mind. I want to talk about something that God led me back to. And he led me back to the word in that time. Now, I know this sounds cheesy, but God wanted me to listen to the words that he had to say throughout the scripture. And he did this by bringing me back to this Bible plan I kind of abandoned. 
which was basically reading the Bible in a year. And the story that I jumped back on was the story of Job. Now, this story was really interesting because it talked about suffering. And along with this Bible plan and with this story, there were videos that matched along with it. It was called The Bible Project. It basically discussed how all of these stories link together. And now it was really interesting because there are three books that talk about God's wisdom. Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, I know I'm messing that up, but I'm saying the best that I can, and Job. All of these talk about God's wisdom and God's grace and is God just and answers those really hard questions on God's wisdom. Now you would think since Job is talking about a book of suffering, he answers the question of why good things happen to bad people or why bad things happen to good people. But this is not actually what he answers at all. What he talks about and goes through is the question of, is God just? Or is there justice in God's world? And now I'm going to explain Job a little bit because what I found was really interesting. And so in the story of Job, there was this guy named Job, obviously, and he lived a great life. He had everything. He was really close with God. He was like the idealistic good guy. But then... Up in the heavenly realms, God and Satan were having a conversation. Now, Satan was claiming, well, this guy, Job, only likes you because you give him a reward, only follows you because you reward him. God knew this wasn't true, and so Satan came down and took everything away from Job. Now, you're probably listening to this wondering, wait, why would God do that in the first place? But listen and continue along with the story, and I'll explain. So when this happened to Job... In 10 seconds flat, he went from being this great guy to having it all to having nothing. Now, this took a huge toll on Job because in the beginning, he was praising God. He knew that this was for some purpose. But then he got clouded by his current suffering, and he began to go on this emotional roller coaster. Now, his friends who came and supposedly helped Job and tried to help him deal with this current suffering came up with this assumption That if you do good things, God will reward you. If you do bad things, God will punish you. That was the big assumption going on during that time. And so the friends assumed that since this is happening, Job must have done something incredibly wrong to get himself in the position that he's in. But Job knew his innocence, and we obviously know his innocence. And so Job didn't know what to do. He got so in his head and he got so in his emotions that he began to accuse God and calling him unjust. Because of what's going on around him, he believed that God was either the sad truth of unjust or that the world God created was just not justified. And he did this by saying things like, as surely as a God lives who has denied me justice, the Almighty who has made my life bitter. And a lot of that goes through the mind of Job and his suffering. And now a final word from his friend, one of his friends, They say, okay, well, I still think God is just, but maybe, maybe God is putting you through these things so that you are prepared for a future event or that your character can be built. And Job still is like, okay, cool, but whatever. Like, I need God to tell me this straight up. Like, what is, like, why am I being punished like this? And this is the most interesting part because God eventually does come down and speak to Job. And when he comes down, he doesn't come down with a bunch of answers and a list of reasons why he's just. He simply just asks Job questions. For example, in Job 38, he says, Who is that that obscures my plans? 
with words without knowledge. Brace yourself like a man. I will question you and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know. I'm going to skip around a little. When I made the clouds its garments and wrapped it in thick darkness. Here is where your proud waves halt. Have you ever given orders to the morning or shown the dawn its place? And he says these things to make Job think. Think about his perception of the world. Because he continues and says, What is the way to the abode light? And where does darkness reside? Can you take them to their places? Do you know the paths of their dwelling? Surely you know, for you were already born. You have lived so many years. Now he says these, now he says these things not to mock Job, but to show him that your way of thinking was just too small for the vast experience that I've experienced. I mean, God was here when the creation of the world happened thousands of years ago. And God still has to make these decisions to make the world go around every day. From the mating patterns of animals, or how high a certain tree grows, or where the waves stop at the beach. He makes these decisions every day. It's not just earthly decisions like that. He has to make difficult decisions of deciding the good and bad as well. I mean, have you ever watched like a Netflix show and had a hard time deciding what side the character should be on or there was a difficult decision with the, the character had to make? Well, God has to make decisions like that every day. He goes on in the story and actually asks Job if he would like to try to balance all things of good and evil just for a day. He says, would you discredit my justice? Would you condemn me to justify yourself? Do you have an arm like God's and can your voice thunder like his? Then adorn yourself with glory and splendor, and clothe yourself in honor and majesty. Unleash the fury of your wrath. Look at all who are proud and bring them low. Look at all who are proud and humble in them. Crush the wicked where they stand. Bury them in the dust altogether. Shroud their faces in the grave. Then I myself will admit to you that your own right hand can save you. And basically, this goes on further to what I was saying, is that he also has to make decisions that are in the bigger picture, like I was talking about. Like, he has to make these hard decisions every day. And it's not, like, two or three hard decisions. It's thousands on thousands of decisions every day. Because there's just so many people on this earth, so many people God has created, and he's around it all. Like, God knows the ways of this earth, and he wouldn't just make us all to just suffer. That's not the way God is. He wants us to live out the wonderful life and earth that he's created and given us. But still, in these passages, God wants us to know that, that we shouldn't base our sufferings and our current circumstances on our limited perception of the world around us and of our own minds and of our own blinders that we put up for ourselves. We should put our trust and our wisdom on God, who's had years and years of experience, more than our entire lifetimes. And the story ends out Job being sorry and repenting and the Lord actually saying that he was disappointed in your friends or in his friends because they've made assumptions about God. They've limited their vision and rather trusting God's wisdom, they were searching for reasoning. And when we tend to search for reasoning for our sufferings and for our uncertainties, we tend to find reasons to simplify God like what the friends did, even if it does sound legitimate. It's too simple for God. Or if we do face sufferings and we do search for reasonings, we can tend to accuse God based on our limited evidence like Job, our limited perspective on earth. 
And that's what I started to do back in the story of my experience in high school and my experience in quarantine. Like I put my blinders on and then my view of the world was only focused on the soul suffering that I was facing currently in that moment in my mind. But when God took away all the social noise and just showed me what he was trying to speak through me in this moment, he was showing me that by slowing down, I'm able to see the bigger picture and the bigger perspective the bigger perspective God has for in my life. And I'm not saying that I'll ever understand all the ways of God because God has to make, like I said, millions of decisions every day. And that's not something I, with my 16 years of experience, can comprehend. It's just not possible. But knowing that God has control over this, knowing that God has a hand in all of these decisions has allowed me to put my trust in God's wisdom and in God's methods and give me hope that God has a hand on this situation and has allowed me to calm the storm in my mind and just be able to trust that this is all going to end in good. We can come to him with our uncertainties, but in the reality, God has such a bigger picture in our lives and we just have to take hold of it and notice it. There's nothing we can do about our current suffering except realize that there's going to be a bigger purpose for it. And I mean, even in the end, Job, as a gift from God, not because of everything that went on, he gave him back double of what he needed. And I think this happened because, I don't know if this is why it happened, but I'm just saying, I think this has happened because God knew that his current suffering was going to lead him to greatness. His current suffering wasn't just going to be useless. It wasn't just going to dig him in a hole further, but rather it was going to grow him closer to God himself. And as I'm explaining this, if you have any questions at all or just need someone to talk to, especially during this time, please don't be hesitant to contact me on my podcast email, whatnowpodcast20 at gmail.com. I'm going to end this out in prayer, but these are just things I've noticed when reading the book of Job and just my first few weeks of being in quarantine. As these weeks go on, I hope to share more about what I've learned during quarantine. But for now, I just want you guys to know that there is a bigger picture out there, guys. There's hope that there's a person we can trust who is making decisions every day to bring us closer to him. And I hope you guys know that you're all blessed and loved. Dear God, thank you so much for bringing me here today and bringing whoever this is listening to to their attention. God, I pray that they were able to gain something from this. And I pray that I'm able to gain something from this because I know from time to time I tend to take myself back to these patterns or take myself back to these default stages. And I know that's not what you want us to do. You don't want us to be limited by our perception of the world, but rather trust in your bigger perception, God. I pray that we are able to put our hope and put our trust in you, God, and just allow your work to happen. And even when we are struggling with with our current circumstances, not to hold on to them, but rather give them to you, God, and make known the situation and just be able to breathe and slow down and just realize the beautiful earth you have given us even though it's not perfect and i thank you so much for loving us and never forgetting us and for just constantly pursuing after us and i pray for our safety and health especially with everything going on in the world today and i pray that we can rest in you amen see you guys next time (laughs) 